it was pretty bad because it's to give you the shot like where the bite happens. Shit. Could you imagine if you got bit like in the butthole? You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky squad. Ooh, I haven't done the ooze in a in a hot minute. Spooky squad. <laughs> that was do you remember Cookie Crisp? That's, yeah, that's why yeah, I did okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Wasn't wasn't that a dog too? Oh wow. What? You're not even trying, and you're just doing all right. Hey, hey. Now, imagine if I tried. <laughs> imagine <laughs> if I tried being a good podcast coach. <laughs> I was like, man, that's like every memory. It's like, do you remember this? Like, especially with my parents. you remember doing this thing in high school? I'm like, oh, shit. Could you imagine if I tried? Or people would be like, dude, it's like we have students, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, can we cancel lessons? I'm studying for the SAT. And I'm like, ah. Oh, could you imagine if I tried? <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, what a time That's to be okay, alive. That's okay, though. Yeah, we're Andrew, clearly how thriving. D- <laughs> how are you doing? I'm fantastic. <laughs> this is weird. This is the first time in a while it's just been us. Like, the kids are gone. We're empty nesting. <laughs> yeah, I've got, like, my little CBD, little, um, my little <laughs> cocktail. So I'm like, Ooh, the kids are in bed. <laughs> I thought you were just going to be, like, my little CBD. She's pulling out a whole ass fucking can. <laughs> Just a can of CBD it's can, oil. It's a can of CBD oil. I just like... <laughs> look, look, look. Uh, yeah, but mm. I'm good. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, I'm about to... I'm going to start up conservatory again so I can get that funny certificate. I was oh, ha- nice. At Second City? Yeah, I was halfway through. So I'm like, man, might as well just give them my money and finish it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, what about you? How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, got my first shot this Sunday, which is cool. But I felt, man, I'm so happy I'm back. I'm back today because I felt like shit. Like Sunday, Monday, and part of yesterday, I was re- like, I slept. So- I've never slept so much in my life. It's crazy. It really knocked me on my ass. All these people are like saying all these cool stories like, oh, man, I was I was on the brink of death for like 90 fucking weeks after this shot. And I'm like, that's impossible. It hasn't been around that long. And they're like, what about you? I was like, oh, my arm was sore for a little bit. And then we can't relate. And that just kind of kills the conversation. I'm like, we can talk about anything. Yeah, Which one did you get? Moderna. Oh, you're one of those lucky people, I guess, then who just didn't. Oh, you sure you got they gave you the real one? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it could have just been just water not air because nah, you would got kill the placebo you. yeah yeah Fucking i think i only know that that would kill you like the air from like a horror movie i think someone did that um to someone like i can't remember what movie but there's a movie where that happens and i learned as a kid i was like oh that's bad I learned it as a kid because I had an IV in my my fucking wrist. And then someone's <gasps> like, yeah, did you know if you get an air bubble in there, you could die? And I'm like, that's something I wish you wouldn't tell me right now. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you didn't get an air bubble. Then you were quiet. And I was like, or did you? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. No, yeah. Uh, did you have an embolism? Like, are you okay? <laughs> I've been famously dead for the last 20 years. Um, no. But, dude, you know what's not dead and is what what's super alive i'm stuttering your fucking tweets where can we find you do you have like a new fucking twitter handle to unveil to the masses i do yeah you can find me um on twitter at sneak that's just my name s-e-y-n-i-q-u-e i'm like oprah what about you andrew where can they find you in your basic ass name um i'll have you know my name means manly of god bold friend so that's not basic at all <laughs> wait excuse me that's what andrew means or all of those names put and, together andrew's man of god i think or something like that and then john uh no andrew is manly john is man of god and then baldwin means bold friend so i'm a manly man of god who is a good friend bold at times um 
but you can find you can find that epic name (laughs) get the fuck out of here uh at Andrew underscore on underscore drums, you know, which is a pretty nice Twitter handle kind of tells you a little bit about me. Sonique, what does she do? We don't know her fucking Twitter handles, just that name. Well, yeah. and that name is made up. So it doesn't mean anything, bitch. <laughs> Means whatever you want it to mean, ho. <laughs> I used to, I would always tell Alana if we ever, it's like, you know, any kid we have, because I was like, I have wanted this since I was little. I was like, my child's name would be Akeem. But I realized because Alana is white, this child will more than likely be super white passing and obviously very Caucasian. So I'm like, your middle name will be Akeem. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let don't let him go out into the world being all white name Akeem. Yeah, see, <laughs> you like to that, explain that, it to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a funny joke to me like it's really okay when it's like all right so this is going to be okay when you're with dad but if you're with anybody that's not or dad's family if you're with dad's side of the family and only a quarter of your dad's side of the family this will be okay <laughs> no don't bring your don't bring akeem around me because i'm a clown the shit out of him like bring your old white ass over here akeem <laughs> that's why i think i would go out of my way to do that I'd be like <laughs> You're gonna go stay with you're gonna go stay with Sonic for a little bit. Oh, by the way, make sure to mention your name is Akeem to everyone you meet. <laughs> the more melanin, the more you need to mention it. True. Uh speaking of kids, um, there's <laughs> right. a kid in this movie who's annoying as fuck. He is. We've t- we've talked about how much I hate just the sound of child screams in movies. So this was fucking It was awful. endless. It was endless <laughs> child <laughs> screams. <laughs> It was child screams and incessant dog barking, which was I know annoying that, noise. That should have been the tagline, right? Like, we did Cujo tagline in in never ending child screams. <laughs> this week we watched to continue Ape Shit April. We watched Cujo from 1983. Um, it is a horror movie adapted from the Stephen King novel of the same name, directed by Louis Teague starring d wallace who is a screen queen she was in um et and the hills have eyes from the 70s so that's pretty cool um it's her daniel hugh kelly danny pintaro ed louder and christopher stone um it's basically about this mother and her son who are trapped inside of their ford pinto which i'm surprised did not explode in this movie (laughs) And like that was a key thing. Like when you look at the Wikipedia, it's like they're not trapped in their car; they're trapped in their Ford, Ford Pinto. Pinto. I'm like, you're lucky that it was a dog and not just this car fucking detonating <laughs> on its own baby. Um, yeah, they get trapped in their car while a a ravenous um a rabid did I say rabid ravenous rabid I mix up. I, I knew ra- what you were going for a rabid Saint Bernard named Cujo, who's been a real bad boy, real bad boy today. Is attacking them. <laughs> that was that's. I feel like Hendrix just gets away with so much shit. If that's your like yelling voice, like you a little bad. I call him a bad boo boo. <laughs> You're being a real bad boo boo today. Oh man! And then this, he like rips my throat out. <laughs> y'all, this I so I knew like. S- like a couple scenes from the movie but i have not seen this so i this is my first time watching it and as okay. an adult it was painful yeah it's not um i remember it being better i think cuz i saw it as a kid i also read the book and the book I, is not the book needed to be edited <laughs> just say that well, it and I did get the and again a terrible human. I've never read a book in my life, um, <laughs> but so I didn't read this. But I just got the sense that even if one didn't like the book, it explained so much more than this movie. Because I just it, the movie was like, oh, I feel there's a lot in the book about what I'm watching, but mm-hmm. it's not coming across. Which is perfect that I read it. I'm not gonna like obviously give like a full synopsis of the book because there are differences but i will fill in some things from what i remember i read it a few years ago several years ago so it's still kind of foggy but the one thing i do remember about cujo is that a similar to my fogginess and remember reading the book stephen king doesn't remember writing it 
because he was like deep in addiction. Um, he regrets the ending of the book. Um, spoiler, the ending of the book, the kid dies and it's pretty fucking dark that he, you know, a child death happens. And also it's just a book that, um, I say that it needed editing. I mean, Stephen King is known for having like these tones that he fucks fucking writes, but I think in this situation in particular, there's a lot of unnecessary shit in that book. There's a lot of weird backstory about the dad and his job at the cereal place. And then there's the uh, the wife of the abusive guy. There's a lot going on in there that's totally unnecessary in the story. It's just unloading a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And I would, yeah. But um, are you ready to get into it? Let's get into it. Let's do this. Okay, so we get our opening scene, and we got a cute little boo-boo, little St. Bernard named Cujo, and he's running through a field. He's chasing a rabbit. This is he, a majestic opening. Like It this, is it, it is lovely. The music is so, because this movie was like 83, right? So mm-hmm. the, we're, we're not quite like 80s music, we're like still a lot of carryover from like, or like motion picture 70s film scores, mm-hmm. but then like touches of 80s, and I'm just like, what? this is magical it really is and also like even the way it's shot it has that kind of like um you know like that early 80s kind of film but it just looks a little Mm -hmm. bit hazy kind of yeah i miss that in movies i like that a lot um he's running he's chasing a rabbit you're just he's really living the life that i imagine um a dog a dog would just like when my dog is dreaming my dog like hendrix twitches a lot in his sleep I just picture that's his dream. He's just like, he's running, he's growling, he's kind of barking. He's like, he's just running in a field somewhere. Um, but Cujo's running and the rabbit darts into a cave. Cujo sticks his head in the cave where a bat then bites him on the nose, which is going to be like, you know, that's the rabid bat that really is the catalyst of this whole thing. Uh, Cujo. Just should have gotten his rapey shot. And I love, just you know, I, I'm, I know very little about animals, mm. but like, so my impression is like he's just chasing this rabbit, and this rabbit goes into a burrow of bats. <laughs> <laughs> you know those those elusive ground bats. Yeah, it's a weird. Well, no, it's a cave, so it's like where he peeks in it's like it looks like it's just a little hole but it actually is like a full cave so yeah. like it, it kind of makes sense in a way but you know anyway bat bites him ouch um so meanwhile we meet uh the next scene actually is with tad who's the little kid in this this what a movie name. tad and they call him tatter tatter what the fuck i know it's what in the white <laughs> <laughs> what in the sam white <laughs> What in the Caucasian is that name, Tad? Tad. Yeah, his legal name is Tadus. Um, is it like short for Thaddeus? No, that'd be... Because then they'd call him like Ted or Thad. Or Thad. Oh, is Ted short for Thaddeus? I don't know. Meg is short for Margaret, so, you know. You know, Ted is short for Theodore, I think, usually. Or like calling... Like Teddy. Peggy, if you're more I, names are white people will be on some shit. Um, <laughs> That's true though. How the hell is your name Peggy, but it really is Margaret? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why is your name Peg Pegret? Pegret, Pargret, Pargret. What's Peggy short for? Pargret. <laughs> yeah, I'm tripping. Um, yeah, so Tad is is a little scared. Um, of the, the the monster in his closet who isn't um and i hate to say this but I'm a dick. the actor in this movie um who yeah. plays tad yes danny pintaro is also he plays uh the, the character jonathan and who's the boss um john he would later he'll later on uh come out as a gay man so i feel like there's like an unfortunate <laughs> metaphor of like he's afraid of the monster in my closet uh, it's like uh <laughs> i'm like oh little danny pintaro doesn't even know yet <laughs> well yeah he, he was he was terrified of that closet he which, was which like i don't know you know like because th- throughout the movie 
Well, for the first half of the movie, like this, this his scaredy, his being afraid of the closet was fucking huge. So I'm like, ooh, how does this tie into anything that's about to happen? And it right. fucking doesn't. And that's where the book comes in. Because the, yeah. <laughs> the book has this whole thing where, like, it's it's not even clear if it's, like, foreshadowing of what to come or if it's just a case of a kid being afraid of monsters. But it's, like, implied that, like, the monster he's seeing in the closet is, like, is, like, a, is symbolic of the monster of life or that they're monsters that are hiding through, you know, in re- in like real life. So like, Oh, and Cujo is that monster, but it's not clear. We watch the movie. It's right. just like, Oh, a kid who is afraid of something in its closet, in his closet, which is like a normal kid fear. It, it doesn't really have any payoff, but yeah. I do you also like his dad, Vic. Like these are just some solid, like shit guy <laughs> names like Tad, Vic, and then the wife, Donna. Um, <laughs> but Vic comes in and he's just like, what did he says something like, uh, I told you no real monsters exist. I'm like, that's how I want to raise my child. Like you, it's like monsters don't exist. Like there aren't real monsters. You need to be worried about like serial killers and like drunk drivers. I'm and, like the police. It might be like, the- I'm scared of monsters. I'm like, yeah, monsters are real. And they're called five. Oh, damn. True. <laughs> it's poetry you're speaking right now yeah my kid's gonna be in their class and like um a cop oh they're still gonna do this in the future a cop will come to like school to teach them about safety and my kid will just like pull out monster spray <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah you're monster <laughs> akeem where did you get that monster spray <laughs> my mom gave it to me it's just cbd oil watered down <laughs> cbd oil. <laughs> it's just a bottle of cbd <laughs> It would be. Um, anyway, so yeah, so kids scared. We learn more about this this husband and wife. There definitely like is um there's a, a rift in this marriage. Um, at one point they're sitting down for dinner, and Vic is like, "We ran out of things to say in this marriage." I was like, "Okay, Tad is like four. Like, how long are y'all been married? Right <laughs> they <Yeah>. are already." <laughs> and do you like he was like, like we need to have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at him like she's considering it. She's like, mm, maybe that will yeah. fix a marriage. I'm like, no, don't have a baby to fix yeah, your marriage. Well, well, like even a little before this, it's because you get like the guy that is friends with them coming mm-hmm. and like, he's like, I finished like pop, like this wooden horse toy of yours, tatter. And then he's like, you want to go play tennis, Vic? And then they play tennis. And then it's a scene of that same guy in bed with Donna and he just pulls a trombone from the side of the bed and just goes like and then puts it back down (laughs) by far the best moment of the movie is it like Um, the only way he can nut it's like (laughs) (laughs) it was weird it was very strange and not explained at all yeah because it was like from a distance and then you're kind of like oh that's you guys okay (laughs) well i mean for me because i'm like you know it's like you don't see it's not like you're paying attention to this guy's face like kemp is his name or something and oh yeah it's i'm like that's just kind of a face that's just kind of a 80s white man face i was like is there another guy (laughs) you know it wasn't like explicit that ooh, this is the friend that's not a good friend yeah yeah it's not and like um I don't really get the point of of the affair. It doesn't in the context really, of the movie. Yeah, I don't know if it's in the book, but it doesn't. It's in the book too. Okay, well, if it's explained in the same way as the movie or portrayed, it yeah, it didn't add. Well, yeah, it's it's for the same reason. I think just like oh, this marriage is failing, but like it, it doesn't really add anything in the context of this story right i mean i guess it's just this extra conflict but like i don't really get the point of it um but yeah no she's she's sleeping with steve um meanwhile we also learned that um is this no because okay so vic there's the car right so there's the pinto and vic um is an ad guy and he takes a car to get it fixed at like a mechanics shop but then like this mailman comes up and he's like hey actually like don't bring it here you go see um 
this guy named Joe. He they live in Maine, by the way. It, it's Shocker. Stephen King, so of course yeah. he's like, yeah, just go drive down this road, and then you'll just you'll find him. It's Maine, right? Drive down this dirt road, <laughs> and then there's a mailbox, and then that's the guy. So he's like, okay, I'll go there, and um, we learn. So in the book, there's a whole backstory with like. <laughs> We learned so much about this man, Joe, and his wife and their son, Brett, because uh, Brett is the owner of Cujo. He is, that is his dog. Okay. And Joe is like abusive and shit. And we find out that like, she wins the lottery randomly, Charity, the wife. And that's why she, we need a reason, a catalyst for her, she, for her and her son to leave. Though. Like, and she's like, I'm gonna go see my sister. And like, that's why there's like no one around or one of the reasons why there's no one around when shit pops off. But again, in the book, it is so fucking bogged down. Like we keep having flashbacks of them in, in, in Boston. I think they go to Boston and like seeing the wife and the son. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like what the, what is this dog doing? That's what I'm here this for. Is, the movie is called, the book is called Cujo. All right. Tell me more about Cujo. So this is like, it sounds like the, the book was too much. The movie was too little and no one wanted to meet in the middle. Exactly. Oh, don't even get me started on how in the book there's like there's p- full passages from the dog's point of view, <laughs> and like it's, like it's like Frank. Did you ever have to read Frankenstein in high school? I've read it. Yes, not in high Do school. Do you remember the parts where Frankenstein where where Frankenstein's was talking? <laughs> Those parts of the book where it's a point of view of a monster who's just like doesn't know anything, and it's like, why do I have to fucking read this? The dog is like that, so like the length, the English in it is weird because then it's like from the dog's point of view. So like Cujo, like he he understands bad dog as one word, so it's written as bad dog. It's like little <laughs> shit like that. That's like what? That's silly. <laughs> that's kind of cute. <laughs> Like Stephen King was on so much coke reading writing this book. <laughs> uh, it's just and like I was uh, reading like the Wikipedia a little to see like if things would get good because I was just sitting there like oh come on, and then it's you know it's like Joe Camper who is abusive, and then in the movie you're like you get that he's not the best guy, but you don't get that he's abusive. He just seems like a husband from Maine in the eighties. Yeah, you know <laughs> all of them. Like, you could read into, like, okay, he's clearly abusive if you knew that, and you're watching that interaction, when she's like, I want to go to visit my sister, and he's just like, fine. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but then it's just like, then you're like, ooh, she's like, she needs a reason to fucking leave this house. Okay. Yeah, but, and in the book, like, she's basically trying to make her escape, like, out of this relationship, but it works out for her because he dies anyway, so it's like, okay. When-when? <laughs> yeah, she's like, ooh. <laughs> Thank God for the lottery. Um, so, okay. And then there's also this st- backstory um, with the husband, Vic. And like, so he's like an ad. <laughs> a serial ad agent. Yeah, he created the professor. And um, little Tad is very excited about that. He's like, my daddy created it. I'm like, shut up, Tad. Who cares? <laughs> um, your dad can't even like fuck your mom good. Like, who cares <laughs> like, what he created? Um, so he created this like character and it look, it, it turns out this new cereal that has this like red dye is making kids like shit red and it's freaking parents out. So it's like a <laughs> PR nightmare. <laughs> I want more about that. I want that. I want the book to be about that. That's terrifying. That, yeah, that, that's the, uh, the offshoot we need. That's yeah. the perfect in between. With the book, the book gives you a lot of a lot of backstory in that because I distinctly remember a chapter starting in like Gary, Indiana, and some kid it goes to the bathroom and is like shitting red, and you're reading it, thinking like, "Oh shit!" Like, how does this tie into like the dog? Like, is it does the baby have this kid have rabies? Like, what? Why is it like shitting blood? And then you find out like, no, it's just that it's a dye, and then like, oh no, PR nightmare for <laughs> Vic. It's very confusing as to why this is in this book. <laughs> uh. I also love how just like in the world, you know, like the company's really pissed, you know, at this. Like, like, why did you do this? Like, these kids are shit and red and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you put the dye in it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter what we advertise. We could have said. Unless we advertise that this will turn your shit red, there's nothing that could have been done. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure in real life the 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 anger will be towards the company and the people who are responsible for like making the cereal and not Vic who just like you know created yeah. a commercial. <laughs> yeah, what ad agency got flack when with the cinnamon toast crunch shit? None. Right. You know who got flack? Cinnamon fucking toast crunch. Yeah, especially when like they're third party. It's like Companies like, don't have in-house ad agencies. You hire ad agencies yeah. to do the ads for you. So it's like, you know, whatever. Like everyone got mad at Pepsi over that commercial and get mad at whatever company made the Pepsi right. commercial. <laughs> Though I actually know somebody who worked on that. Huh. Mm-hmm. She did like, she works in film and she did like um the coloring or she did like some like a technical thing for that ad. And she was like, yeah, I knew about it for so long. She was like, I... I knew that this was not going to go over well, but I just did my job. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to have insider shit like that when we make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to have so much insider shit. Oh, totally. we're going to break so many NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go to jail so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of career I strive to have. Like, all right, how many NDAs have I broken this month? <laughs> Well, you know, it's good that I'm not drinking alcohol right now because if I was and I was like connected, I would have I would have spilled so many beans on my podcast. I have two podcasts. There's so many opportunities to just say shit. And I never I never remember what I'm saying. So after the fact it comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, true. I did say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. Mm-hmm. I did tell him about how you fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I take it down. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, okay. Um so Whatever. Kids are shitting red. No one cares. Um, okay. So the wife, okay. So the wife and does she, Vic finds out at this point about how she's like sleeping with Steve, right? Yeah. Because she, like he's driving home because he's leaving early because he's like, oh, work fucking sucks. Shit reds. And, uh, <laughs> and he drives because she, um donna goes to see steve is like this is over he's like okay and then puts on like pants and tears out after her and starts like looks like he's kind of beating her but like yeah because we get that scene is that when she's at is that his at their house because remember he does he does like attack her while tad is there and tad's like what happened it's before that because she's went to steve's house to be like this is over and then so she's going to her car and then Steve comes out and like, you know, follows her and you just see like them kind of tussling from the point of view of Vic, who just happens to be driving by. So in his mind, he thinks he sees his wife like getting assaulted mm-hmm. and he does the most chill U-turn I've <laughs> ever seen. Like he's like, what the fuck? And he pulls over, puts on his blinker, waits for a nice gap in the traffic and then calmly pulls out and turns around. I'm like, why didn't you just, you're in a, you're in a sports car, man. You're an eighties ad advert, you know, like do a donut and whip back there. And then they were gone by the time Mm -hmm. he gets back. Yeah. But he's on to them. And like, we have the bit where, okay. So then he does, and Steve assaults her in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, shit, yeah, some shit, whatever, who cares? There's this fucking affair. He knows. Um, yeah, this movie is so boring. I'm so sorry. Um, no, it's, it's, it's my fault for suggesting it. I really thought we were going to have fun. It was, I, you actually, like, I, I think the most fun I have is shitting on things with you. Um, hey. <laughs> friendship. But I mean, the, you know, it's kind of like with, even when you like, like a movie, like, deep blue sea or crawl you know like there's just realistically not a lot of shit happens like i remember i clocked it where i was like all right half the movie is over and nothing of merit has really happened yeah it's not until 47 minutes we get our first kill right you're just first official attack of cujo because even before that there's like a kind of good scene before brett and his mom go to visit uh aunt holly he like um he's outside and it's like foggy and cujo like mm-hmm. comes out and cujo's like definitely like, going he's going like mad but he doesn't attack brett but he leaves so it's like oh shit cujo's like do you also up. like i because i read on the wikipedia page it's like 
Cujo was uh, portrayed by four St. Bernards, several mechanical dogs, a black lab Great Dane mix in a St. Bernard costume. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one man, a stuntman in a St. Bernard costume. And then, so it was really funny to watch this dog and see it just slightly change, like every time it was on stage, like on stage, on camera, and you're just like, "Where's, where's the 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 dog in the dog costume?" <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I did too. I didn't know that. Oh my god, That's hilarious. Question: Um, is this one of the movies where like the animals were too friendly? Is this one of them like where like I think they had to like um for the St. Bernard, like when they did one of the St. Bernards, like they did have to like tie the dog's tail down, not to hurt it, but just so it wouldn't wag so much because the dog was like so friendly. Because <laughs> St. Bernards are pretty affable. Yeah. Aren't like they, dogs. Aren't yeah, those the dogs that wear like the thing, like the barrel on their neck, and they're the ones like rescuing people in the Alps? Do that? I don't know. It's, it's a big dog that is mm-hmm. a stereotype for like rescuing people. I think so. Yeah, it's a working dog from the Western Alps in Italy and Switzerland. So yeah, probably. But I know they're pretty. Yeah, uh huh. The breed has become famous through tales of alpine rescues as well as for its large size. Oh, I didn't know that they rescued people. But yeah, I know. Just generally speaking, like the personality is like they're quite friendly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny that <laughs> you mentioned sweet. personality because yeah, dogs are. Awesome. But I just read this note that said, this is after um, Vic, like with his wife being like, Donna, yes or no? And she's like, yes. And I just wrote, who the fuck are these characters and why do I care? (laughs) I did like these things. It'd be like if someone walked off, like off the street to me and they go, I'm getting a divorce and this is an awful day. I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, bro. I'm like, that's rough. <laughs> Maybe let me know you for the past five years and then I'll give you a more accurate read on. I'm like, situation. damn, should have had a Snickers. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh this my podcast God. is sponsored by Snickers. <laughs> Dude, I wish. How cool would that be? You just like got a box of Snickers every month. Oh, man. I love that. You know, I had a Twix the other night. I froze it before I ate it. Okay. And I just got my nails done too, so I felt very luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm eating bonbons. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Took too much of her CBD oil. She's like, this is a bonbon. Shows a whole Snickers bar in her face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on the Snicker. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, okay. So everyone like, so everyone's gone at this point. Brett's gone. His mom's gone. Um, and we get our first attack is when Cujo attacks, um, the neighbor, Gary, who's like an alcoholic. So he like, you know, does, I mean, Cujo attacks him and like rips his shit up because he has rabies. How scary yeah. is rabies? Um, Very I had a, scary. I had a friend. He did not have rabies, but oh, I was like, I uh, know he, he was for some reason he was really fast. I mean, we were like 12, but he was so fascinated with rabies, like in a terrifying way. Like he was scared of rabies, not like, oh, I thought rabies. he just was like, yeah, super really into rabies. rabies. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, rabies uh, is like my thing. <laughs> but I mean, so that was like the only thing I remembered through the years is being mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you get rabies, you actually die of dehydration because you're afraid of water. And I'm like, Okay, but if you Wikipedia, like that's one of the things. It's like symptoms are like, like hyperventilating, like spasms, mm-hmm. uh, fear of water. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Rabies is like, um, it's wild. I listened. To, I used to listen to this podcast called "This Podcast Will Kill You," and it's about infectious disease. It's hosted by like two epidemiologists. Um, it's really interesting, and it, they did an episode on rabies. And my biggest question is always like, what's with the fear of water? You know, it's like, how, like, I don't understand how that works. Um, and long story short, it's this weird thing where like, um, I'm going to say it wrong because obviously pathogens don't have a mind of their own. 
but because like what because like the the rape most of like the rabies um infection resides in the mouth drinking water would wash it so in a weird way like your body fights you to not drink it because then it would like kill the bacteria or something wow shit yeah what a it's, smart it's, sickness it's fucking wild also my sister had to get the rabies shot because um i mentioned this on Oh yeah, on that IG live I was on, I love telling my sister's business. We went to Mexico a couple years ago and she got bit by a dog. I was like, I was just like, oh, this, we went to like this party at like a, a hostel and this dog came out of nowhere. I think it was racist and it bit her. <laughs> and really, we're only black people there and the dog bit us or bit her. What do you think? The dog bit her. And, um, was this so, the like, same trip like, with the tour, the boat tour guide? Yeah, Sweet. that oh. was the same trip. A lot of racism happened that trip. But the dog bear and um we uh we had to go to the like, clinic and the, the doctor was drunk. He wasn't even at the clinic. It was like late night. He was like on the we were talking on the phone with him and we could hear music in the background. And he was like, You don't have to worry about rabies. He's like rabies is pretty much like eradicated in dogs in Mexico, especially where they li- where we were, because it was an island. He's like, There's like no rabies here. My sister was like, I'm not like fucking around because I don't know if that's true and I'm not trying to get rabies. Because once you start getting rabies symptoms you're done like you're gonna fucking die from rabies it's fucked up so when she gave, got back to the state she got the rabies shot and it was so expensive but thankfully her insurance covered it but it was pretty bad because it's to give you the shot like where the bite happens shit could you imagine if you got really bit hurts. like in the butthole <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from this story <laughs> it's like if you're gonna get bit by a rabid beast make sure it's like your forearm <laughs> something you know if you get bit by a random dog in your bubble they give you the shot in your bowl <laughs> and then you know you're it's gonna be your luck right you're gonna get the new fucking like nurse and he's gonna be like oh this is my first day i'm really nervous and then they're like oh i got the wrong hole i'm sorry and then it's just gonna be a whole fucking thing yeah yeah it was wild but yeah rabies there's a really fucked up youtube channel youtube video i watched and it shows someone dying from rabies. And it's like from the 50s. Yeah, man. I don't want to watch that. I don't know why I watched it. You know, sometimes like, you know, you shouldn't watch something. You're like, I gotta watch it. And then you watch it. You're like, I wish I hadn't watched that. <laughs> yeah. Um, would not recommend. But it is on YouTube if you're interested in searching and dying. If you don't want to watch that, you can just watch a dog with rabies kill a yes. man that doesn't have rabies. Rabies yes. kills him in effect. I mean, yeah, really. He is like a casualty of rabies. Um, so yeah, he kills the neighbor and then, uh, Joe, the husband swings by Gary's house, finds him dead. And then Cujo shows up and he's like, oh, you can get this, you can get this heat too. And he kills him. Isn't that, it's also, it was of note because you're like, ooh, this is like that fucking guy. Like I'm a mechanic and I'm tough and I'm a man. And he starts like weeping over his friend's dead body. And I'm like. That was a nice moment. Like, look at you succumbing to emotions. And then he mm-hmm. sees Cujo and he's like, he's rabid. And I was like, holy shit, you, you picked that up? Cause I just f- figured everyone, I w- didn't think everyone was going to see this dog and go, what's going on? I th- thought they just weren't going to acknowledge that it was like rabid or something. They're just like, it's just scary and we're not going to say what it is. I wonder if back then it just like, rabies vaccinations for dogs which is not as commonplace so it's more likely you'd be like it's rabbit i think today i'd be like if it's my dog if it was a dog i know i'm like it's not rabbit. like i wouldn't first think it's right. rabbit i'd be like something i would think something else i wouldn't rabies i'm like what you know dogs people vaccinate i would their think dogs. it was possessed before i thought it had rabies same i'm like oh my god pazuzu <laughs> <laughs> uh, i loved your work in that movie <laughs> Oh, I love your work. Can I get your signature? And it's just a little paw print. So cute. Um, so, uh, so Vic Lee. Oh, okay. I guess this is why we had to have the kids shitting red because Vic has to go on a business trip to fucking fix everything. So he leaves. So, um, but Donna and Donna is supposed to go back to the house, Joe's house for the car repair. So she, co- she goes with a little the Pinto with Tad. Um, which, you know, honestly, this is the most realistic thing. Cause one of the things I hated the most when I was a little kid is having to go on errands with my mom. Right. Cause there was no one at home to take care of me. So she had to go get Dude. her car fixed. I also had to go get the car fixed. Do you, so he's <laughs> just thinking of Tad and I wrote, 
because they one of the songs the child songs they sing all the time is like one of the lines is like like i can see your hiney like or something is like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. bite it or some shit and i was like this kid like they sing this song so much this kid's gonna grow up and just be all about eating ass (laughs) (laughs) i just i did want to share that line with you because that he's gonna be eating ass before everyone else is eating ass you like the vanguard of ass eating. The vanguard of ass eating, <laughs> my favorite branch of the military. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh, <laughs> uh, so they get to the they get to the house. Um, but Ku- and as they're getting out, Cujo appears and like attacks. And so they go back in the car, and it's like, oh shit! Like rabid I, dog. I knew they that have a broken scene, car. Yeah, that jump scare. I was like. Sh- I was like, this is where it happens. And it still fucking got me. I was pissed. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I do love this part because after like they're in the car, because like it happens, she gets the car to go and then she tries to be fucking sassy and she's like, fuck you, dog. Or like, yeah, it shuts the door and the car is like, no, <laughs> breaks down. Dude, uh, this is also the start of so much child screaming. So, like, from here on out, I'm like, that yeah. poor little child, legitimately probably scarred. And this poor me having to listen to him scream. Oh, yeah. He needed, um... <laughs> Sorry. Y'all can't see it, but Sonique is... Fi- no, I'm just checking for hives. I had... <laughs> oh. I had... I'm, I'm breaking out, just, like, in a normal breakout, and I was like... Let me just double check. I'm good. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, he's screamed. He needed a, a throat lozenge. Yeah. Like. Because he's full on like. High- he's a little kid too. So it's not even just like a. Ah, ah. It's like the high pitch like scream. You know? Yeah. Uh, I will say. And also just another thing that. Because we get more of Donna from here on out too. And just like when she's. Not in, like, the freak-out mode that comes later when she's still just talking, presumably, like a normal person. This is still that era of, like, the light lilty talking if I'm a woman. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> you know, it's like when you watch anything from, like, the 40s or 50s and it's like, everybody has that transatlantic speak. And yeah. nobody sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, You know, I never really thought about that. But, yeah, this era, like, everyone had, like, a very... The women had a very like soft sort of way of talking like this, like very it, like in a weird way. Right. And like every all the guys sound like Vic, you know, it's like, well, very stern. Everything has that like I'm talking down to you inflection. And even if it's not stern, you're like, what the f- <laughs> what are these what acting schools were teaching this at this time? Weird. You know what jumps out at me around the same era? I'm thinking poltergeist, the parents. You're right. Cause then you have, um, the dad. Yeah. He has a very like stern, loud, booming voice. And the mom's voice is very like, yeah, weird. That's a very, very like heteronormative understanding of like gender of like, you're a man. You have to like this. And you have women. You have to talk like this. And it's like very specific and no one talks like that anymore. Hmm interesting uh glad that's over anyway so they're in the car and now it's it's hot because it's summertime so it's just like it's getting hotter and hotter and as we know cars get very very hot we all have heard the stories about people leaving their babies in the car or don't leave your dog in the car because the inside of a car can be like 30 40 degrees hotter than like the outside (laughs) so they're baking dude yeah this is and this is a ford pinto you know this isn't meant to let any air escape no, it's easier for it to explode that way. <laughs> like you will die in this in this car bomb. <laughs> do you like do you like how uh the uh cuz Tad, fucking Tad is like, "Can we can you try starting the car?" Mommy goes, "I'm a, I'm worried about the battery." And then, you know, I don't want it to, you know, just like shit out on us. And he goes, "Well, what's the point if we're just sitting here?" I'm like, what a very perceptive fucking child this is. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's right. It's like, okay, so we save the battery for what? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's shockingly with it. And yeah. he's also like, he his dad would tell him like the monster words, you know, so mm-hmm. that monsters wouldn't attack him at night. And he wrote it down 
for the mom to read, but he's just reading them like very clearly and not like stopping and stuttering. He's just like, <laughs> I was like, how smart is this little shit? I mean, yeah, he has the clarity of childhood, which is like before you're like, you're, you're ruined and jaded by life. Things are just makes things are just very obvious to you and you're like it's like well, the clarity duh. of childhood. That sounds like an amazing self help book. Writing it right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So they so they, she keeps trying to Donna keeps trying to like escape because there's several escape attempts, but Cujo like is really just like waiting. He's waiting around. He's like, bitch, listen, like I don't care what you do. I'm going to attack you. Like, stop trying. Because at one point she does try to escape and he managed to bite her too. So it's like, oh, yeah. fuck, dude. Like, now you got rabies. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Like, she obviously has rabies. Yeah, now you definitely have. There's no question. You have dude, rabies right now. Yeah. Uh, also, did you, kn- I don't know. For me, it's like every time, because they're just trapped in this car with this rabid dog, like shark circling them. And it's just mm-hmm. so anticlimactic. Like, I'm going to try and leave. And the dog's like, no. Okay. <laughs> then we're just going to sit here and scream for five minutes and then be t- like exhausted for five minutes from screaming. Try it again. And then just repeat that. Yeah. It's, and, th- and that's where the movie, I think, I guess is why nothing happens until 40 something minutes in. Cause you realize a, a, a scenario like this doesn't really leave very much suspense or like, excitement like it isn't like a deep blue sea where they're escaping and there's like they're going different hatches and like there's there's different stuff happening and the sharks are really smart in this case it's like it literally just a dog is waiting for you to try to get out of the car and then it attacks you and you're like ah (laughs) yeah um but while this is happening vic comes home because he's like you know what i don't care if she's fucking steve maybe i can just watch i'm coming back we're gonna make this work and he comes back um but uh Tad and Donna aren't home and the house is still fucked up. Cause remember like uh, Steve had been there and like fucked things up. So he's like, yeah. okay. Like Steve definitely kidnapped my wife and my son. So he's like, he calls the cops to be like, listen, I'm a white man. My family's missing. I know who did it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and the, the detective goes, well, he's crazy. So that checks out. We'll go check. And then she- I do, you know, it's like, well, where's, where's her car? It's like, well, I think he took it out to, uh, she took it out to, you know, Joe's place. And then a cop goes, Oh, I should check that out. And I'm like, who, what you're thinking, which I appreciate because my watching of Stephen King movies is spotty at best. But mm-hmm. like, so with this movie and thinking of misery, right? Is like, so the cop drives out to go see and we'll talk a little bit more spoiler he gets fucked up and killed by cujo but i do like right it's like the the cops in the two movies that i can recall are so close to being able to help out and they're on the right track but then get fucked up and i'm like okay steve okay steve king (laughs) okay steve (laughs) (laughs) all right steve yeah um yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah. So, like, the sheriff gets, he gets killed. Um, she tries to get to, because she's like, because Tad is, like, is in bad shape. He's a little kid. He's dehydrated. It's yeah. overheated. Like, this kid is, like, in dire straits. Like, he's going to fucking die, you know? Um, you know, which is why I, my mom, I always keep water in my car. Is this why? No, but I do keep, I do tend to keep, um, not recently, not since I moved to to Chicago, but when I first started driving, I always would just have like waters and just like shit in my car. Um, I think maybe subconsciously a little bit like, yeah, you never know. You might need a glass, you know, a cup of some water. Something happens. Not because you were like a teenager and you like just threw water bottles in the back and forgot about them. No, they were actually full. Like I had like water in there and like snacks or I'd have like water like in my purse a lot of times and snacks. You never know when you're going to be trapped in a car by a dire wolf. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember I saw that dire wolf. Anyway. <laughs> I know. And it's been on your mind ever since. Yeah. I, I hope it's doing fine. Um. So, so yeah, like Tad's not doing well. So she's like, okay, I'm going to have to get in the house. Cause it's only, cause it the, the, really is the only way. And honestly, quite realistic. I imagine any mother would be like, we're going to have to risk it all. Cause at this point, either we, he dies in the car 
or he maybe dies by the dog biting him. Or if not, we make it to the house. Right. Make try to go to the house. So she um she tries to get to the house, but Cujo shows up, of course. And well, she, she fights him with sorry, what? Yeah, you're just gonna say with the, the bat. The baseball bat. Fuck mm-hmm. him up with a bat. And mm-hmm. also, like at the same time, what's his face? Vic is like, have have you heard bat? It's like, yeah, we caught up with Steve and we don't think he has her. Because he admitted to trash in the house, but he's like, I don't know where the fuck she is. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, yeah. but I didn't take your wife. <laughs> yeah. Get your story straight. <laughs> and then so it's like, well, where's your other officer? Oh, I haven't heard back. He'll get back to us. And he's Vic is shockingly with it. You know, he goes, isn't isn't this a tad bit fucking odd? that <laughs> He didn't radio this thing we have or cell like cell phones, phones. <laughs> And then so so while all of this is happening, Vic is speeding off towards the fucking house. Yes, he's on his way to the house. Um, so you, like you said, she he, she fucks the dog up and is smart enough to also grab the the gun from the sheriff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. smart lady. Um, and she takes Tad into the house and she's trying to revive him. And that seems actually pretty sad because he's like yeah. super like p- pale, like he's like not quite breathing, like he's really not okay. And she's like trying to get water and stuff, but then Kujo, this is are, is rabies like PCP? Like what is rabies? Well, yeah, that's do? what I'm thinking. I was like, because because <laughs> he was impaled in the gut. It, yeah, it makes you act erratically, right? It's not like it gives you like a weird burst of like, you know, like adrenaline strength, and then you fucking die. Maybe it does, but also my impression is like, how long are you living after? Because it's been days that Kujo is like, you know. Yeah been symptomatic you know like because i read that you know in humans the the symptoms could take like months to show up like up to three months right like in dogs i don't fucking know but he did start showing symptoms almost immediately and he somehow didn't die of like dehydration in three days or something yeah i'm trying to see okay so the symptoms um, eventually progress to delirium coma. Okay. So like, yeah. So you can, like you said, one to three months, you can have, in humans, at least you can have um, rabies, but sometimes you can have like six years. You have, you can have it in your body for a long time. Um, but death usually die from two to 10 days after the first symptoms. Okay. So yeah, he could still be alive, but it it is weird that... But- but was also stabbed in the gut. Yeah. It's not like a zombie disease. Like you're not like, like you sta- stabbed in the gut, managed to jump through a window. <laughs> <laughs> like this was on that juice boy. <laughs> yeah, He was stabbed. And then like, kind of like slinked into the house. Like, I'm still going to get you coughing up blood. Like he Olympic dog. He like, what is it? The pedigree dog show? Like, yeah. le- like, through left an- through a, a ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man he like did a full a full like a uh, round in the fucking circle and everything like he he's like he's doing well um so yeah he he jumps in and right he like he's like one like leap towards her and she shoots him with the gun um but we it cuts away as she like shoots so we don't really see um but then Vic this movie ends so stupid Vic arrives and then she comes running out with Tad and they all hug. <laughs> and then it stops immediately. It was like, it almost looked like she was going to drop Tad and then like embrace him. <laughs> She's like, he's dead. And like, yeah. oh yeah, also Tad's alive. Like he, like he does like, he's like, uh, uh, uh. And she's like, okay, good, fine. He's fine. And like, but also we're not in the woods yet. Just because Tad is like, <clears throat> like, no, he's like, he needs to get to a hospital. He can still die. <laughs> yeah, he has no fluids. You yeah. have you have rabies, ma'am. And you need to get a shot, ma'am. Because like <laughs> you, it's like, I saw where that thing bit you. You need like several rabies shots. It's not yeah. the butthole, but it's not going to be pleasant. It's not. Um, in the book, there is we do get to learn about her rabies treatment. So it's like that's nice that I learned about that. Uh, but yeah, Tad fully dies. <laughs> I feel like. I I imagine that like Stephen King just plagiarized literally straight up out of a medical textbook, like how to treat rabies. And he's like, I he's like, this book, this book isn't five thousand pages long yet. How can I beef it up? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he took a he did like a fat line and then just like 
the history of rabies <laughs> in that book. I mean, it has a full on history of dairy in it. So like, why not do a whole <laughs> medical history of rabies? Uh, oh, Steve King. Dude. Well, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be our show talking about a Steve King novel or movie asking how we could make it black. Hmm. Have black people, maybe? First step. Well, you know, they are in Maine. So it's true. Realistic that everyone here is white. Oh, with a capital Y. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how would it be different if they were black? Um, I was going to say, I don't know, because I was going to say, like, well, if some fucking mailman just turned to me while I'm at a mechanic, he's like, yo, take it to this guy. He'll do it better. I want to be like, I wouldn't believe that. But I was like, I don't know. Maybe I would. (laughs) I would believe it. Well, I know one thing. um, In my experience, I found that black people tend to be frightened of dogs. Not always. But I've I've encountered more black people who are afraid of dogs than white people who are afraid of dogs. And we do get that scene early on when they first go to Joe's house and Cujo shows up. And Donna is frightened. Like she tells Tad to get away from the dog. She's a little bit like frightened of the dog. And Brett comes out and he's like, don't worry, it's just Cujo. He's a good boy because Brett doesn't know that his dog has rabies yet. But um, I Dick. know if that was my mom and, you know, my dad's like, go pick up the car. She'd be like, no, I'm not because they got that big ass dog. They don't have it on no leash. The dog's not tied up. It's just running around. She would have <laughs> been like, you're going to come with me or that, do- that that car is staying there until you get back from your trip. So, yeah. So everything is fine. until Yeah. Realistically, the movie would happen then. But then when she needed to go take her car, she's like, I'm going to wait till you come back from that trip. I'm sorry. Or she's bringing someone. She's like, I'm not going by myself. She's like, you saw that big, they got a big ass dog like, running yeah. around. I'm not going there myself with my child. Like my mom would not do it. Cause my mom was worried. was scared of going to people's houses that had dogs in it that were like big. She's like, I'm not going there. Do you remember? And also just bring that dog, bring the car to me. <laughs> you know, I'll like again, it. talking about like, like, needing to be realistic in the sense of like having our wits about us i feel like i would notice like oh cujo your nose is fucked up noticeably it's not like a little scratch like it's festering like mm-hmm. maybe i should take you into a fucking vet and i'm wondering if maybe because it's like it's a country dog so like they're out like so it's like the dog is allowed to just roam it's and i'm sure if you grow out in the country maybe like your dog comes home with a little nick it's not a big deal because I have a dog, but he's an apartment dog. If Hendrix has a gash on his nose, I'm noticing it. And I'm like, oh, no, we have to go to the vet right now. Get that fixed. Like, what's that about? <laughs> yeah, man. But I feel like also country. it's like that's I would take it a step further and then be like country people would notice shit and be like, oh, that looks like a bite. You might need to True. get that looked at. Like, it, it's not mm-hmm. like a twig fucking gash his nose. That's true, because it is a, clearly a bite. Like, it's not just a little cut. Now, I'm, I'm curious. Huh. So, in countries where dogs commonly have a disease, more than 99% of rabies cases are the direct result of dog bites. In the Americas, bat bites are the most common source of rabies infections in humans, and less than 5% of cases are from dogs. In the Americas, I think because there has been a pretty, in the Americas, a pretty big, like, um, immunization effort with dogs because it's not really that common huh okay oh as of 2016 only 14 people have survived a rabies infection after showing symptoms whoa yeah there's 56,000 rabies deaths a year that's quite a lot that's more than i would think i i had it in my mind that like oh like people don't really like still die from that but like no yeah hmm it's because too many people are taking their cars to just mechanics at the end of dirt roads. I know. What's that about? I would never. Also, that too. My mom would have seen that man and be like, "He's creepy looking. I'm not coming. I'm not going to that fucking isolated place by myself." Yeah, you would have gotten. You would have gotten the the information. It's like head on the highway, whatever the fuck, for six miles and take the exit, and then you'll see it at the end. And then once I saw this long dirt driveway to one singular house surrounded by nothing, I was like, nah. I'm like, today. nah, I'm good. I'm going to take this right to Avis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about to go right to Merchants and get my shit fixed. 
Like I got I got a discount code. I got coupons. All right. No. <laughs> Because I, I, only white people are brave enough to go down to a <laughs> random house and like, oh, I'll go to Joe at the end of Highway 1. Like, fuck that. <laughs> Who the fuck's Joe? You're like, taking an Indiana Jones-esque route through a jungle, but once you get there. Right? Uh-uh. You know, and taking it from like the world of the movie to just the world, just out of my sheer love of black people, if this were a black movie, it would be interesting <laughs> it, was just, it would like, be good <laughs> yeah and it, it's not even and it's not even just like inherently like oh like like black people make it cool it's like i'm going to make a movie and as a black writer or director i cannot afford <laughs> to have this flop because it will reflect poorly on all black people so <laughs> so not even just the fact that i need to make a good movie for me because i have taste it's like oh fuck i need to make this movie well i know it's for the culture at the end of the day yeah oh, or again yeah pressure. right it would at least be good for like <laughs> like black people would en- at least enjoy it. or like a group of people would enjoy it you know mm-hmm. it would even if you're like even if you're like like 15 years old in 2029 watching Cujo as written or directed by a black person you'd be like oh yeah like my family's been watching that for for decades you know whereas yeah. when you watch it now you're just like this is boring yeah well <laughs> so the movie has gotten a cult following since it came out and it did make its money back the budget was 8 yeah. million box but office it- was 21.2 million i don't know how well you know and i know that it's, it was very popular cuz i know people like it is a movie I think people often like, I mean, it's, it's a cultural icon. You mentioned Kuja. I think people know like, Oh, the dog, the dog with rabies. Like you, you know, I think it also helps to like, it's, it's Kujo is one of those movies to me. It is of the time and not of the time where it's like a period piece or whatever <laughs> bullshit, you know, but like, it's like, think of all of the shit we have seen in our daily lives, let alone the movies we've been exposed to. So then you show us this, we, it's very easy for us to say it's slow. It drags on. It doesn't have, you know, it's like yeah. back, like movies had existed for what? 30 years. <laughs> like when this came out, the, the, the movers just came out in the, the talkies. And <laughs> they're just like, Oh, like this is, this is crazy. We're just sitting here. And you know, they talk through the whole thing. I've seen how, <laughs> movies are portrayed in the 70s and 80s whenever they show them in a movie theater everyone's just having a good old time throwing popcorn at their friends well they're also so cheap they were so cheap back then nowadays you try to fucking if i paid 20 some dollars for a ticket yeah and bitch you talking <laughs> bitch you talking <laughs> you talking right now we gonna yeah. fight i spent too much money for this fucking movie especially for the date so I paid for you and me, and you talking right now? Oh, we, we I'm not asking you for a second. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like you could just, the movies back in the day could afford to be mundane. And that's like yeah, one of the things not today. I Mm-mm. Yeah. That's one of the things I read just a quick, like the Wikipedia synopsis or like overview of the book when it was saying the book really focused on a lot of like the mundane aspects of their lives. Which mm-hmm. when you were saying like the monster is like everyday life and shit like that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense then in that context, knowing nothing about the book other than what I just said. But yeah. that, that like, like mundane nature does not come across in the movie. It does not help it. And it just proves that you can be mundane in the 70s and 80s and get away with making a cultural icon. Yeah. But I think it's also just like a, a Stephen King thing. I think Stephen King's kind of claim to fame aside from being very prolific is like finding horror in the mundane and i think it that translates a lot better in books than in a movie um so i will say one mundane thing i really wanted to see and it's not mo it's not mundane in the sense that it's was in like the latter half and actiony but when she smacks in like breaks the back window of the car to get tad out mm-hmm. and i just wanted to see him i just wanted to see donna pulling him 
like struggling to get, I'm like, cause I'm like, that's a lot of broken glass. And this is like, like a seventies car. Like that's glass. That's yeah. Gonna, that's How does she fuck. not like shred his right. fucking back? Right. Yeah, cause it's just, we get the window smash and then her dragging him up the stairs of the house. And I was like, you know, that's a lame moment, but I wanted to fucking see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was Cujo. Um, Next week, we are continuing with Ape Shit April. We have a very special guest. Um, we'll leave it a surprise. But next week, we're watching The Birds, our first Hitchcock. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Well, this That's is exciting. great because I was going to ask you what we were watching. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. We're watching The Birds, um, which is a fucking classic with a really great guest. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, Spooky Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug? Oh, man, right now? No. How about you? Nope, nothing. Well, just stay tuned. We have a lot of shit. We have, like, thousands of spec scripts to write, so maybe one day we'll do it. Maybe one day. At least one. At least one. I feel we should commit to one. That'd be cool. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, get your make sure your dog's vaccinated. <laughs> and 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 that's yeah (laughs) this is actually just this whole move you know like bob barker from like what what, like the price is right or whatever like his thing was a spay or neuter your pets (laughs) and like and stephen king's is rabivax your pets your dogs yeah man we don't want no cujos running around so please get on that unless they're cute little boo-boo in which case that's okay all right stay spooky y'all peace Bye-bye.